Hey guys, Jeff here. Just wanted to apologize for the uh, potato audio quality on Sean and I's end for this particular episode. Uh, we apologize for that and hope you still enjoy listening. Thanks. This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Welcome to another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast where we politically profile Nicolas Cage's idealistic filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. It's a shady closed-door dealing. So performatively gasp with us <gasps> over a cheating scandal that is totally, completely unprecedented in American politics. Drink with us. A Diet Coke. Then a beer. Then, like, a Diet Coke and then a beer? And muse with us, the deep thoughts that this movie wants us to think about... something? This week, we watched the 2015 political drama The Runner, a movie that is so named, as far as I could tell, because Nicolas Cage puts on a pair of New Balances and goes jogging, like, twice. So... I'm your uh, there it is. I was waiting for somebody to do it. <laughs> I was not going to do it. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jeff. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, Sean. <laughs> uh, so, had you guys seen this movie before? Nope. Didn't know nope. it existed. Yeah, that's a negative on the... Uh, nope. <laughs> a negative from Sean, so... Like, I mean, maybe I had heard this movie coming out, but, like, no, I don't, I don't even think so. Because, I mean, I knew this existed because I was like... I've definitely seen this in like a bargain bin at like a like a half price books or something like you know clearance section but like I never like you know it's got a picture of Nick Cage and then Washington on the like cover with like I guess an oil like I guess it's the deep well water horizon like what is that like <laughs> I, I don't know uh, I had no idea. This this movie starts out with a straight up, like, a news report of, like, you know, the BP oil spill. And I yeah. was just like, ooh, buckle your seat. This one's going to be a fun ride. <sighs> this? Yeah, some oil, yeah. oily pelican footage. Um, so, if you haven't seen this movie before, and I'm willing to bet you haven't, this plot is basically this. Nicolas Cage is, like a freshman house of representatives member i think or yeah. like you know because they mention his senate race so he's a he's a rep yeah so he he's like potentially wanting to run for the senate uh and he like uh gets he gives an interview where he talks about the oil spill and is like caught crying on camera about it and it portrays him in a very sympathetic light he gets impressed from that and then he fucks a cheerleading coach which they say like or i mean and then later they call her a whore like so and there's it's like is she a prostitute i thought she was just like sleeping with this like a congressman i didn't it was very he it, it set it up like he maybe had like a long line of like infidelity yeah because there's know, like, when he has his like dream he's got money on the table which i think implies that she's a prostitute but she's super not though anyway jeff continue well yeah and, and is that part a flashback or is that after his wife says that she's gonna leave him he like downwards okay well, well we'll get into all this in just a minute so basically uh as far as the rest of the plot goes i mean <laughs> yeah he, so he he, he he has like an oil lobbyist guy try to get him to flip his position on oil and he's like oh, no okay no so a scandal breaks out right and the scandal is oh you got caught footage of you cheating on your wife and so he resigns as you know a person of office he opens up a donation based like nonprofit pro bono uh, to help out yeah pro bono pro bono work. pro bono pro bono, <laughs> yeah. pro bono. For the shrimp boaters. Um, 
<laughs> it's pro boat boat. Yeah. <laughs> then he does that to like build goodwill, and then is asked to pretty much abandon all of the work that he's done to run for actual Congress, and then um, he pretty much does it. Yeah. He. Um... Yeah. Like, yeah, this movie ends on the high note of him just selling out completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah and... he announces his uh, his run and with the backing of Big Oil, and then the movie just fucking ends. Yeah, and so he never actually leaves his wife, which it's alluded that they were going to separate. The divorce was never final, mm-hmm. and then um, he ends up back up back together with her. And then also in the pocket of, you know, shady lobbyists. Yeah, and also probably still an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, there, there's a couple uh, subplots. Uh, one is that his dad is like an old mayor of the town from the 70s. and <laughs> Easy writer, by the way. Yeah, his dad, <laughs> the easy writer, uh, <laughs> who uh, we're, we're going to meet a couple more times over the course of this podcast is uh his dad and he dies and there's another subplot with nurse ratchet his like uh it's his hr uh, yeah she's like his a campaign you know, manager a, yeah no, member of his pr team PR? or something yeah a, not consultant. HR. yeah pr it's <laughs> it's sarah paulson who by the way is usually better than this i i do i did enjoy the point in this movie where she goes they're drinking next to a pool and she's like, oh, they kiss for the first time in the movie. And then she goes, oh, you said we weren't going to do this. And then smash cut to <laughs> smash city because they just had sex. It was like a sitcom <laughs> joke, you know, when they're like, there's absolutely no way that's ever going to happen. And then it cuts to them yeah. doing it. It's like it's such a sh- like i wasn't sure if it was supposed to be something i'm supposed to laugh at or what oh, i definitely laughed at it <laughs> I, I i laughed super hard too yeah i laughed multiple times in this movie as to whether or not it was trying to make us laugh i really don't think so i don't think that was the intention i oh. think this movie took itself really seriously and but, it made it very boring oh also did you guys notice the close-up constant close-ups on people's hands and wedding rings and then yeah. at the third time they did it, there was no wedding ring. <gasps> but he was still married. It's called foreshadowing. What? Oh, my God. Um, and then uh, just back to the name of this movie, it's The Runner. I did note he did run several times in this movie. He ran twice with running shoes. He ran for Congress. Mm-hmm. And he ran his car into a garage. <laughs> Yeah, he he did do that, and I would say the most low stakes struggle with alcoholism that I've ever seen portrayed in film. He like he's like, no, I really shouldn't drink, and then he does, and he does like one bad thing, but he yeah, you know, it's it's all uh, it's it's all so low stakes. Like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, his marriage his marriage is deteriorating. But like it doesn't seem like it was great. They they seem like business partners. Yeah, neither of them seem that. Yeah, they neither of them seem that upset over the prospect of a divorce. His relation. He starts a sort of relationship with his, uh, whoever Sarah Paulson is supposed to be, like his, um, campaign manager. Publicist. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not sure. Something. And yeah. Then and then that seems like super casual, and neither of them seem overly interested in it, and then it doesn't work out. And then, like, he's kind of working for to help people with oil stuff, but, like, he doesn't seem that in, invested in it. You know, it's like, and like you said, his his uh, battle with alcoholism, like, doesn't seem like it was extremely bad. I mean, he was, like, lying in bed for one scene and, like, late for a thing. And that's it. That's, like, the only problem it caused in the whole story. It's, it's so low stakes. Yeah, he's, like... Yeah. It's it's not a leaving Las Vegas situation. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> well, he, he even he's like, oh, I really shouldn't be drinking. And Sarah Paulson is like, well, I mean, are you going to like end up passed out naked in some hallway or something? And he's like, oh, no, I'm a functional alcoholic. I yeah. just drank and, and too much and then I quit. And it's like, OK, well, 
then who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, and his. I mean, I mean, and 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 look, I'm I'm not trying to make light of that kind right, of alcoholism. Right, right. Like, you know, if if you think you have a problem with alcohol, you should quit, even oh, if sure. it hasn't totally, you know, you know, death spiraled your life yet. But like, this is a movie. It's supposed to be dramatic. Yeah. It's this, yeah. you know, it's just like presented as this like highly moving dramatic thing, and it's just not. Yeah, it doesn't portray it as like an overly big problem for him yeah this is what the movie didn't really do right it it, it told it didn't show because oh my god you know, in that in that part at the like you know by the pool he says something along the lines where it's like yeah it was fine i was a functioning alcoholic till i wasn't and then he was 16 years sober so it's like then when he goes back into the booze it, it's like he still had not really a hard time pouring that shit out down the drain. So yeah, well, yeah. He like I'm looking for a joke, people. He, I'm looking he, for a joke. He flip flops on it multiple times. He's like, he's like, starts drinking again, and they then like I was saying earlier, was this a flashback or was this like he's actually with a prostitute or at least like some sleazier, you know, hookup there's money on the table he's drinking and then like later he's pouring out the alcohol mm-hmm. again and i'm just like it doesn't have any like flow to no. it at no. all like his battle with alcohol is not like it's just seemingly at random it's just like flipping on and off a light switch it, it, the whole thing is so clunky and there's just no nuance to this fucking movie at all it's just it's gray and it sucks and god damn it i hated this he like like when he's talking to the oil guy who's bad he's just a bad guy that's it like and you know immediately oh well he's a bad guy okay he literally says like well if you don't support oil you won't win your race and i was like you're just like that's the dialogue you're just gonna fucking say that and then his wife was like, you embarrassed me. That meeting was very hard to get. And I was like, for fuck's sake, man. You don't have to just tell us everything. Like, how about a little bit of subtlety here? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, he should have had a sash that was just big oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He should have had, like, a top hat and, like... Yeah, and a shitty cigar to yes. chop, you know? Yeah, it's like... I. The, the fishermen had like more going on with them than like any of the anybody wearing a suit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and, and that's another thing that totally drove me crazy about this movie. At multiple times, they bring up the idea of like, you'll always be remembered as the guy who slept with the fisherman's wife. That's or, a pretty good headline. Or, though. or you won't be remembered at all. And I'm like. The fisherman's wife? Is this some, like, mythological character that I'm, like, not familiar with? The way they talk about it, they they make it sound like it's the most evil, reprehensible thing ever. It's like, you're, you'll just be remembered as the guy who slept with the Little League coach's wife. Or Yeah, it's... She was a cheerleader the coach. Phrase that they, they, Which, the fact that they keep saying fisherman's wife is... It really yeah. gives it, like, a kind of a weird nautical feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's going to get cursed by Triton or something. Uh, I, <laughs> ugh, God. Uh, I miss that Ernest Hemingway book. <laughs> yeah, I would have uh, rather seen Nick Cage like shoot an AK-47 at Poseidon. That's for sure. Fuck yeah. Wow, that's I, a fucking good movie there. I was so I was so disappointed by this. You know, I yeah. the first bad sign, and this is a weird thing that happened i i was googling the movie to try and find out where to stream it and i saw mm-hmm. that it was on netflix and i went oh it's probably not good then <laughs> <laughs> and like i didn't even so... i didn't even realize like it was it was almost entirely subconsciously that i was like Ooh, it's probably not good it's probably not a good movie. yeah but then i i thought about it and i was like why just because it's on netflix well yeah yeah totally. my, my opening notes were just like Oh, it's a great start when a movie opens with an oil spill. Ugh. Who's ready for some fun? Man. <laughs> like, I mean, if it was because if it was good, Netflix would have canceled it. So. Oh um, yeah. They, <laughs> CBS would have asked for it back. I was just so disappointed <laughs> yeah. though, because I was like, I was expecting this to be like a, like a spotlight. You know, the, the movie about the Catholic Church 
or like the post or you know contagion maybe something like a very like smart political kind of boardroom Mm -hmm. meeting and like walk and talk aaron sorkin kind of movie yeah or like an in the loop maybe yeah and it really it really wants to be but it's fucking not yeah well in the loop has uh humor uh this this movie i was expected like i didn't read anything about it uh other than knowing it was just like a political drama yeah and so i was like oh the runner that must mean like you know they're gonna be like guns being traded Mm. or like you know something no no it's like (sighs) no no nothing no i I don't i don't even have a good joke for it it's all right but we'll watch lord of war after um yeah this movie just really like i mean i don't know about you guys but this this is like going near to the top of the list for worst things that we've watched like yeah spoiler alert about whether or not i would recommend it i agree like it was just it was so boring i didn't give a shit about like any any of the story and i was it's just bad like it's up there it's almost up there with like trouble in paradise or trapped in paradise well, I, and like looking back on Trapped in Paradise, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is just a Stockholm Syndrome talking, but like at least that movie made me feel things. <laughs> it was mostly pain, hatred pain. of the screenwriters, but like I, you know, I ex- I experienced something. Like this movie didn't literally put me to sleep. I, you know, mm. it, it was like just engaging enough that I watched the complete ninety minutes uninterrupted, but like. I didn't care about any of it. Nope. I still don't care. Yeah, I still I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, a bunch of my notes were just about things like I want a mint julep. <laughs> <laughs> or like I put down there are uh, there are so many loosened ties in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> On that mint julep uh, comment, I just kept there was a one scene where they're eating like it doesn't really show you, but I was just like, oh, those po'boys for sure. Oh, fuck yeah. They're eating po'boys. You know they're eating po'boys. I'd go for a shrimp po'boy. In Louisiana? <laughs> oh, also, okay, can can we talk about his accent? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, I was going to say, uh, I'll read you guys my entire notes, and it's it starts off with a comment of, about his accent. Note number one. Louisiana by way of Boston accent. God damn it. Because... Damn it, you got me. You beat me God there. damn okay. it. You I... son of a bitch. <laughs> he just yeah. like, well, in his speech, I mean, it's, it honestly, throughout the rest of the movie, it, it gets better. It turns into just like kind of a lame, toned down Southern accent. Yeah. But like, at the in the initial speech where he's like giving the speech in the chambers of Congress, he sounds like Boston. Yeah, I, like, I put down... It, it fluctuates between the two. I put down, it sounds like if JFK had a bunch of layovers in Atlanta. Because <laughs> he was like, yeah, because in that uh, intro speech, he was, like, he was like, well, Senator. And I was like, oh, okay. He's from, like, Massachusetts? And then it was like the senator, the congressman from Louisiana. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like god damn it yeah he's wearing he's wearing a two-lane university shirt every time he goes jogging and it's like okay i again like i get it he's from louisiana or whatever you were probably like all right so we and then so can i just two scenes later though it's like he just dropped it entirely and he's just talking like normal some scenes yeah it comes and goes in some scenes it comes and goes I mean, but that's the thing we always say about his accent is the big problem is always that they're just very spotty. Like he on some words, he just drops it entirely. And then in the next Mm. word, he'll hit it like way too hard. He just Nick, man, like it's 2015. If you could, if you could do accents, you would have done them by now. Okay, (laughs) you've had like a hundred tries. He does them. He does him, and no one ever stops him. I think that's the problem. It's like he does it like in successful movies, like Con Air and stuff. And then, you know, Bruckheimer is just like, "Yeah, great, yeah, great job, bud." Jerry's like, "I should tell him." Crushed it. Nah, fuck it. Crushed no one's it. gonna care. <laughs> 
Okay, so I only had three more it's notes just, for the whole movie. It's just Francis Ford Coppola didn't say no in Valley Girl, and that's and now it's our problem. <laughs> Francis yeah, Ford Coppola couldn't Coppola. say no. He couldn't put his foot down 22 years ago, 32 years ago, sorry. And now it's our fucking problem. Thanks. Oh, man. Frankie. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Leia's yeah, tasty notes. notes uh, okay, okay, so yeah, this this won't take long. The second note I just wrote soft boom with an exclamation point because it was making me laugh every time they said <laughs> it. I don't know what it is, some sort of uh, device or substance that cleans up oil spills, presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh, my third note was quote, "You are in uncharted waters." Yeah, but like. Not really. No. (laughs) He's talking to Sarah Paulson and he's like, so how long do I have to wait to recover from this? And she's like, I don't know. You're in uncharted waters. And I was like, not. No. He's a (laughs) politician who had an affair. Like, that's not. They and then later they even consensual affair. And his dad even says his dad is like listing examples of politicians who have done this like. Ten minutes later, it's not uncharted. Like we know these waters very well. We got real good maps of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this fucking movie. So stupid. And then, okay, note note number four. I, again, this is the final note that I took for the entire movie. She really hates her kids. She multiple times in this movie. Sarah Paulson's character is like. Well, I would love to come to Louisiana and like have another fling with you, but I've got my job and my <sighs> kids. Like, <laughs> and then they come into the kitchen and she's like, "Can it, will this week work?" <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Actually, why don't I just go now? I don't even need a sitter. They know how to do Easy Mac. They're good. I think it's fine. I'll just take the knobs off the stove. It'll be fine." <laughs> um, and they don't seem that bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. They they come in and they're like arguing or something how kids do but yeah. like they're in two scenes. They just seem like normal kids. They're in that one yeah. scene where one of them says something kind of rude but in like a polite way. I forget what he says. Uh, and then there's like a scene where they're sitting down and watching a movie, and she's yeah. like she's like these <laughs> fucking kids. <laughs> you're having a, hey Sarah, you're having a pretty good time. I don't have kids, but like. I've been around them. I think they're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, they they have like an a, like a, a troubled marriage, but then it, later down later on, they're just like, all right. Well, I had this really weird phone call with my um kind of lover slash former boss, and then now I'm just gonna go have popcorn, watch a movie with the kids. We're gonna go yeah. watch The Crown. Hug on my husband. Yeah, the the ultimate mm. resolution of that is literally. She just goes like, well, we decided we're going to try to make it work, so bye. You Click. had to have, <laughs> had to have seen like, this coming. And he's like, oh. and then that's like it. Yeah. Oh. yeah, but the initial scandal that was happening where it's like a reporter comes up to the cheerleader coach. And then uh, meanwhile, he uh, Nick Cage is like, uh, at having an interview where they're talking about, well, first Hurricane Katrina happened, and then now this oil, oil spill, and then it cuts back to the uh, che- the cheerleader coach trying to con- like get him on the phone, and she's standing on top of the bleachers, and they're talking about a storm coming, and there's a s- ominous clouds in the background, and it's like, ooh, wow, that's some mighty good symbolism. Yeah, I'd say <laughs> a whole new storm is coming on the horizon. For your fucking, it's gonna ruin your shit. Kind of, maybe. I mean, and that really you still get elected. That pretty much sums up <laughs> the movie, doesn't it? That there's somebody like when the very first conflict appears in this story, there are literally like storm clouds forming in the background, which is like, like when somebody needs to explain what foreshadowing is, that's what they tell you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the most basic kind that you can do. And that's pretty much what this movie was. It's basic the characters suck none of them are anything they're just sort of like robots that say what's going on in the story and the story isn't fun or interesting or engaging it's not smart his dad sucks yeah 
the the and the ending monologue to this whole movie was just like good men are like you know all right but great men can like make shitty poor people feel like they're doing all right okay and it's like what i i want to talk <laughs> about something that's the that's the that's the Moral? I don't understand what the message of this movie is at all. Because at the beginning, I was just like, "Okay, is this this is going to be a movie about how BP sucks and big oil sucks?" Right. Yeah. yeah. To which I say, "Like, who are you trying to convince? Like, I already know that big oil sucks. Like, that's not." And they also mention like green energy so many times in this, where I'm like, "Yeah, is that really where they're going? Like, we need to focus on green because like that's a good message." But then... But they don't even do that. It's it's just like, it just ends with him just being like, well, I guess I'm a shill. For big oil. The (sighs) end. Not like he's a shill and then he gets hit by a bolt of lightning or he is a shill and then this movie has a third act where something else interesting happens. He's just like... Yep, I mean, I'm a politician. And, he, and like, here's the thing. Like, I understand that like a movie doesn't need to have like a happy ending. Like you can you can sell a message to a story just as well by having somebody fail versus having somebody succeed. Like mm-hmm. if he mm-hmm. if he went over to, you know, corporate interests and he allowed himself to be bought out and you showed like why that's bad, that could be good. Right. That could be like a good story. But it doesn't really show us that he doesn't give anything up by doing that. His uh, Sarah Paulson leaves him without like any of that happening. Like he doesn't cause that to happen. It just sort of happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's it's not like she breaks it off with him because she finds out he's giving up his fiery environmental environmentalist idealism. And then that makes her leave. She's just like. My husband and I are going to make it work. And then totally independent of that, he's just like, well, I kind of want to be a politician still. So I'm going to do that. I guess I'm a shill for oil now. And then like, yeah, he gives a speech to all the oil workers and they're just like, yeah, it doesn't. We like having jobs, (laughs) too. So we get it. And they're like, yeah, they're like on board with it. Yeah. It doesn't show us like the cost of anything that he does because nothing he does costs anything. He just sort of does it. Do you guys? Well, I think the the cost was when they zoom out, like of that final thing. There's just all those fucking smokestacks. Like, yeah, it doesn't. You know, I mean, there's still like an underlying green message to yeah. this movie, but it doesn't I really. Guess. It doesn't really feel like it. it just, I mean, it, it, even just a there could have been a little more to bump that up. Like if they would have played the credits over, like footage of like the keystone xl pipeline getting built or something yeah. to like kind of highlight that this is a you know a cycle of like people getting into politics and wanting to like help putting an end to this you know style of like capitalistic interests and then falling prey to the lobbying cycle and you know but the, it ugh, i don't know i mean this movie just sucked ass. it just sucks it's just not good um i mean yeah, like I, I get the idea and I would actually like to see this kind of movie where it's like a good idealistic politician with good morals and, you know, a sense of purpose and like fire who the Bernie Sanders. Story. Exactly. Well, not. <laughs> well, yeah, but he, you know, like gets turned like gets slowly oh, corrupted yeah. by like personal scandal, oh, which opens up like weaknesses, which allows him to be like corrupted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, by, by <laughs> politicians and bribes and shit. And like to show how a person can sell their morality by degrees to, and then eventually become a person that they wouldn't even recognize. That's a, I want to see that movie. This was so not that mm-hmm. movie. This movie was like somebody watched house of cards and was like, I don't understand this. And then sat down to write a movie. It was like, I don't understand house of cards, but I'm going to try and write something like it. Yeah, like someone took like a machine learning algorithm and just fed a bunch of <laughs> House of Cards scripts into it. And then it was just like, well, we... I don't know. Uh, al- alcohol affairs, oil. Yeah. Is this anything? Yeah, I just <laughs> like back to back to the just scandal in general. It's like how many th- crazy shit, how much crazy shit is happening 
like right now like this yeah. is such a dated movie oh that God. people are like this is like uh, he would he would uh you know he would step down from his seat because of an affair like that is so like early 2000s <laughs> like <laughs> Get out of here, man! Like yes, this this movie, this like, 2015 movie is insanely dated in terms of how it treats politics yeah. because it, everyone in the movie is just kind of like a normal person, yeah, and not like you... a total insane freak out weirdo that believes in like crazy Jewish space laser <laughs> conspiracy theories yeah. and they're just like in Congress yeah. or like being like uh, I'm still gonna be uh, I'm still gonna be in office even though it's like you're being accused of sex trafficking <laughs> yeah it's fine like what yeah 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 can you imagine yeah (laughs) connie nielsen's character in in this movie at one point says something to the effect of like i don't know what's more upsetting that you are gonna step down or that i wasn't the first one to be told and it's like none of it's upsetting what he did i'm sorry frankly isn't really that bad he's just in a loveless marriage. Yeah. And he had consec- cons- a consensual, passionate relationship outside of wedlock. And, like, look, that's not great. No, it's not I'm against not, the law. I, I'm not saying that, like, it's a morally correct thing for him to have done. <laughs> but, like, let's be real. It's not that bad compared to, like, half of political sc- scandals that we yeah. see today. This representative <laughs> had, a, you, Florida. had a consensual <laughs> relationship with an adult. Like... <laughs> That's, man, let me tell you, I don't know when the last time you opened up the papers. That's not that bad. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's just like, and that he's like, I'm going to step down from it. It's like, uh, hey, wow, way to be a John like, Edwards. I'll t- Come on, get out of here. <laughs> That's his name. Yeah. I was trying to think of his name this whole time. Um, yeah. I mean, even like, even Al Franken's thing was, there was a, like an element of like non-consensuality yeah. to it, you know? And he was like, like yeah, I'm out. That's fine. Yeah, but he stepped down, and a woman took his place. So, like, if anything, you know, you like it moved on. Like it was, it, like progression moved, you know, upwards, right? Like this is just like, well, I've never, I've never seen a politician step down and then get reelected, and it's like. Uh, First of all, that's totally happened before, Buddy Cianci. I know. What about what's? <laughs> there are like famous examples of that happening. His name is Anthony Weiner, right? Oh, like, I don't think he did. Did he? I'm I don't think he. Barely... I don't think he did. I know Buddy Cianci did. Uh, he was the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island, who like beat a guy with a fireplace log, uh, like while he was the mayor of the town, and then like ran for re-election and won in like a fucking landslide, because <laughs> Providence, I guess, was like that's our guy. Yeah. Or. You know, it's like you can be an openly racist asshole and still get reelected until you don't. Can we? <laughs> I'm looking at you, Steve King. <laughs> can we talk Fuck about you. his wife? Because, I mean, okay, my last note, because I also, big big shocker here, guys, didn't take a ton for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she gives this big speech about how, like, he's afraid that if he resigns that nobody will love him if he isn't powerful anymore, like his dad or his wife or women yeah, they won't but they like didn't really him. show it and then i was well when i heard that i was like okay awesome motivation I, i'm into this i like this this is a cool angle but it doesn't explore it at all anyway so she lays all this out like you're just afraid that nobody's gonna love you if you're not you know a big shot politician and then immediately says if you resign i'm gonna leave you and I was like, well, yeah. he's you're right that he's right to be afraid of that. Yeah, you're yeah. you're affirming his fears. And, uh, but also they don't make it seem like that's his motivation. I mm. mean, what what is his motive? Like, mm. OK, shortly after know. that, though. OK, so sh- she says that it has like a little brief montage where he's living in a separate apartment. Mm-hmm. And then he has lunch with a man that says, like, it's been nine months. And it's like, oh, OK. So he's not wearing a wedding ring, and they're not living together. So it's assumed they've broken up. Yeah. But they didn't. They just, like, don't live together. And then she's like, I don't want to sign the divorce papers. Yeah. Okay. Which the movie shows us by showing her looking at the divorce papers and then not signing them, like, very pointedly. 
like shows don't tell. Thanks, man. Yeah, tell tell don't show. But Whatever. At the same time, like it don't matter. She was such a weird character to me because it's like, okay, just basic question: Did she care that he had an affair? Uh, yeah, sometimes it seems like she did, but mostly it seemed like she didn't, or maybe the opposite of that. And like, and why she cared? Because sometimes it seems like she cared because she was like. I had political machinations and this is going to mess those up. And then other times it's like, mm-hmm. how dare you hurt me like that? And then other times it's like, I don't fucking care. Oh well, yeah. And uh, like, I don't know at the, at the jump at the beginning of the movie, they're trying to like present themselves in the f- fashion of the house of cards couple, yeah. uh, the Underwoods, right? Is that the character? Yeah. Like a, like a political power couple. Yeah, and and like they, you know, they've worked together and their careers are so intermingled. But then they go into that meeting and he's just like, "No, why would I want to yeah. work with an oil lobbyist? Like, fuck you, bro." And then she's like, "I can't believe you embarrass me like that." And it's like, "Well, first of all, you should know yeah. that your husband is not going to go for this." Yeah. He's like, "If that's his whole thing, you should have known about it already. And two, even if you didn't know that, why didn't you communicate about <laughs> what your goal in this meeting was before? Did you not talk? a before accepting it, and b especially before going into yeah, it wait a and talking to the guy? Did they not? Did she like blindside him with that or what? Yeah, there's, there's, they. Where are your binders? You should each have a binder <laughs> yeah. full of shit that you researched ahead of and like, time like, uh, before you go into it this. It could either be that she sprung it on him and he didn't know, or it could be that like they did plan it ahead of time, but then he changed his mind. His you know conscience got in the way at the last minute. But it's not oh, either yeah. of those. Okay. It seems like she had this planned out and he just didn't know, or she explained yeah. it to him and he forgot. <laughs> Well, the scene after he takes that meeting, he uh, it's he's like having Chinese food with the uh, PR lady, mm-hmm. like his Sarah Paul. I'm just and, gonna call her Sarah Paulson because so, I don't know yeah, what her job is. Yeah, Sarah Paulson, and she's just like, well, he's like, I'm not gonna do it, and she's like, well, why even take the fucking meeting? Yeah, and he's like, well. I don't know. I wanted to hear him out. Yeah, he even then he's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Which she refers back to later on when she's having the phone call because his dad just died and he's like really sad and drunk, and he's like, "Well, I still love you. I love you. Why, why can't you be with me?" And she's like, "Well, I'm getting back together with my husband. Plus, like, you know, you wouldn't want to be with me. Like, you you want to be a you know a politician. Yeah, and it's like." I don't. He doesn't like. Uh, he doesn't seem like, to want anything. Yeah, yeah, he he. At some points in the movie, kind of sells the idea that he cares about all of these like Gulf fishermen, yeah, like the people that he's working with at the nonprofit. But then, if that's true, like if he truly does care about those people, and that's the part of his life's work that is fulfilling to him, why does he sell all of them out and then go back? on this congressional bid that he doesn't care about right and it's supposed to be like the climax of the movie and like shock us but it never shows us how he gets there he just kind of is like yeah all right i guess i'll help these oil guys and then later he's like oh i guess i won't i guess i'll go help bp that's okay and like that's it like his character in the weatherman had more direction than his character in this movie yeah, he wanted in the weatherman. He just wanted to stop getting hit with like frosties. Yeah, that's more oh motivation God. than this. It just this movie make this movie makes the the weatherman look like fucking Citizen Kane. I want in comparison. Yeah, like seriously. The further we go mm-hmm. from that movie, like the more we watch it, the more I'm like, weatherman was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just good. wish I could be watching The Weatherman right now. You guys, we have to watch something good soon. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I picked this one because I was like, fuck it. Let's just, the runner. Let's let's knock that one out. Well, no, I'm sorry, runner. guys. I'm no, sorry. It's fine. It was going to have to happen at some point. Like, no. It, it, it's, I mean, okay, you got to take let, your medicine. You got to get it out of the let, way. Let's. Let's go ahead and and move into this segment. Oh, wait, I had Um, one last thing that I wanted to say. Um, I wanted to say that that him and his wife, um, 
seemed like if Claire Underwood married Bernie Sanders. <laughs> like, I think that's what they <laughs> wanted to sell. And then I also realized that I would love to watch a movie about that. Like a really, like, uh, you know, like a hardcore political player, like married to a, a naive idealist. I would love to watch that political show. <laughs> but it's like, it's like as if that, that had happened, but then they had like a 25 year marriage without ever <laughs> noticing who the other yeah. person was. They said they'd been married for 25 it's, years. Yeah, it's like, have yeah. you two never fucking met each other? Also, do they, like... do they have kids? <laughs> no, not that they showed. Yeah, not addressed, I don't think. It's a big house. <laughs> you think they just had kids, but they're in, like, the garage? Well, like, I mean, they like... went out of their way to show Sarah Paulson's fucking kids. I mean, yeah, they've I don't been, mar- they they've been married for 25 years. They could have kids that are graduated from a university. I mean, university that is true. You're point. right, yeah. that's That could actually like, be the case. Fair. Uh, okay, yeah, ah. so let's move into the next segment, which is how was Nick Cage in that? And it's the part where we talk about how uh, was Nick Cage in that? So how how yeah. was Nick Cage in that? How was Nick Cage in that? Not, not very not, good. Not good. <laughs> not great. He didn't care. You could tell. I, just nothing about this performance. Like uh, he didn't do anything no. interesting no. or exciting. No. He learned the lines. Yeah. Seems like that's about it. This was a this was a tax. <laughs> this was a taxes one for sure. This was like yeah. this is probably yeah. right around when the IRS was like really getting on his dick, and he was like, "Wait, wait, wait, boy. wait, 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 hold on, is this movie a secret genius meta commentary on this is like an allegory for Nick Cage starting out as a young idealistic actor who wants to bring this like joy of life to his performances and take these interesting and engaging roles and then eventually just like has to fund his addiction to like buying illicit like tyrannosaurus skulls and shit like it's not right it can't actually be secretly genius can it no Uh, well i mean when he's walking down bourbon street or whatever i i was thinking like does he own one of those houses or like one of those like you know bar warehouse like hotels in the background because he did buy one at one point and it was haunted and i was like is it that one no it must be that one maybe it's that one but who knows didn't watch the uh behind the scenes on this one because it (laughs) did not have an option on my dvd player yeah (laughs) you guys had a dvd of this Fuck yeah, I'm a completionist. Yeah. I've got a DVD to almost every one of his movies. Still, I, can't I already those. own Jiu-Jitsu on DVD, dog. I can't yeah, believe that yeah, you got, you got me on that. I don't, I don't have it. I can't fucking believe <laughs> but if I find it. that they wasted oh. the precious minerals of this green oasis we live on to make this fucking movie. Yeah. I don't know, it's like, it's, it's on a piece of plastic. It's, what is that, a bike? Uh, petroleum byproduct. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what, what, I don't know what CDs like. are made out of. What are CDs made out of? God, this movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, it sounds like plastic, uh, yeah. the consensus on um, how was Nick Cage in that? I will say his hair was blowing my mind this whole movie because every time he turned, you saw the back of his head. His the hair on his like on his neck it's non-existent. Yeah. It's just like it comes down and it's so flat that it makes me think it has it's to absolutely be a, wig. a wig. It's like a waterfall that stops in midair. Like it's a it's a it's a wig for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbel- It disappears. It, it like, like it looks like it tucks up into itself. Yeah, it's like he curls it in. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm. a million percent. Oh like why they couldn't have got like the national treasure people on this? Nah, they're probably expensive. Um, yeah, I did love there's one scene when he gets... They don't got the Disney money on this set. When he gets slapped, I think by his wife, somebody slaps him. And, yeah. like, his hair gets yeah, all there's... fucking crazy from one slap. <laughs> it was like a... It, talking it was like, about... a, uh, like a Mel Brooks bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, okay, so in that scene, it's like when they show the footage of, like, um, him fooling around in the elevator. And then... um his wife is just like 
like you said, it's like she's not really upset about the cheating. It's the he got yeah. caught kind of thing. And and he's like, you should just go to bed. And then she slaps him as if the telling her what to do was what. Like, it's not the cheating. Yeah, exactly. I need, I'm trying to think for a second to see if, like, I maybe there was, like, a point and I missed it. No. Well, I don't know. I'll I'll tell you one thing. I am not going to be watching this movie again to try to figure it out. No, it kind of sucked. I mean, what's there to figure out? It just was bad. Um, and you guys have, I, okay. I forgot to go. Um, it's, he's not good in this. He doesn't care. You can tell he's half-assing the accent, which is like par for the course. And you're always aware it's Nick and you just like, He's not selling any of the emotional beats. He doesn't seem like he wants to be there. I'm sure he 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 did all of his scenes in like two weeks, and he just he's just not bringing it. I gotta say, on the full scale of like of like, uh, what's the worst acting he's done? Mm, okay, on the scale of I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> That's not true. That's not even true. I'll say primal. On the scale of primal to, um, Mm. what's the best movie he's done? Mm. On the scale of primal to Joe, Joe, this is like, yeah, it's like primal. It's like as bad as that. It's it's the worst. It's some of the worst I've seen from him so far. He didn't care. (sighs) That's harsh. Yeah, that's some harsh. Because I mean, at least when he swings and misses, at least he's fucking swinging. Yeah. Yeah. True. Or or even, like, uh, compared to something like City of Angels, which is, like, a weirdly understated performance mm-hmm. for him, at least in that one, it was like he was doing the thing that the character required. You know, there was, like, re- clear reasons for the choices that he was making, whereas in this, it's like, I literally just, like, he could just be reading the lines off a teleprompter. Yeah. And... This could be, like, a table read. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. fucking uh, like a lot of politicians. Oh, am I right? <laughs> read that script. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. A little bit of political humor we're, for you. We're pretty uh, big Ron Paul guys over here. <laughs> well, what? Yeah. Gross. Gonna have to back you off of that one. If my you couldn't nail down our political <laughs> affiliations, we're big Ron Paul. We're big yeah. Ron Paul heads. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ron, Ron Polyps, I think is what they're called. Um, so we're going to go to the next Ron Polyps. <laughs> yeah, the, the barnacle of political Behind parties. The scenes <laughs> just seamlessly transition to the next segment, which is um, probably behind the scenes. Sure. Hey, do you guys have um, anything? I don't have anything this time. I don't know if we just leave the. Uh leave the 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 senate chamber and go into that back smoke-filled room and then where all the deals and uh props are i don't know what they no this is better yeah yeah robes (laughs) robes yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know i don't know i i literally have nothing about this i just watched this movie before we started recording this okay this is definitely going to be a case where we like we go behind the thick hung heavy curtains uh on the wings of the stage we and we cross into a blank empty void it's like in the matrix when they go into the loading (laughs) program and it's just a big white expanse and the three of us are standing there like so is there anything fun here it's like we we pull nope. back the curtains and there the isn't. stage is empty. Okay, I have one thing. I mean, we already talked about how Peter Fonda oh. was in Easy Rider. Cool. That's it. Uh, I do have I do have the, <laughs> I you, the tag. I, I thought you were going to say Peter Fonda actually died in this movie. <laughs> so I have the taglines for this movie. Do you guys want to hear them? Uh, I'm gonna, I'll tell you what. I'll read the four taglines. And uh, no, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll read you three taglines and I will make up a fourth okay. one and you guys tell me which one you think is made up. Okay. Okay. Right, here we go. Right, sure. Um, number one, power always comes at a price. Number two, black oil, white lies. 
Number three, Colin Price had it all until one mistake cost him everything. And number four, the choices we, we make reveal who we are and who we can become. Uh, the one where it says Colin Price, uh, the third, C, that one, that one sucked. You think that, okay, Jeff? I think it's black oil, white lies, because <laughs> I, I badly want that to be a real tagline, but I don't. No, like they're all words. real. I didn't make any up. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God damn it. Fuck you! <laughs> you well, liar. Also, oh, just the real I'm sorry. His name is Colin Price. I have no fucking Price. idea what his How name is. How did was. I not? I had uh, I had his... subtitles on watching this and it kept saying I... Colin. Oh, well, I, I I like I saw it, but I didn't like his name is Price because he pays a political price to Ugh. achieve his ambitions. But he, he doesn't. Has... He doesn't pay anything. He doesn't. He doesn't pay, pay, pay the ghost. He doesn't pay anything, and he doesn't achieve his no. political ambitions. Not really. He doesn't really. achieve anything. <laughs> like... He sells out. I mean, that's the whole like we said this before, but it's the whole thing is like he he sells out to BP and doesn't really seem like he cares that he does. He's just like, oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like striptease is a more political thriller than this movie. Striptease is like Paul Verhoeven, I think, isn't it? Is that what I'm thinking of? No, I'm thinking of Showgirls, my bad. You are thinking of Showgirls. Uh, You guys have anything else? For behind the scenes? No. Recast. No. Um, this is the part of the show where we answer the hardest question of all questions. If you had to recast the Nick Cage role in this movie with any actor or actress, living or dead. Uh, <laughs> did you gasp? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on a little something okay. here, Josh. That gasp. It was just for effect. It wasn't a genuine gasp because I wasn't actually shocked by what you that said. That was a real gasp. That was now, that gasp sounded um, genuine. Any okay. actor, actress, living or dead, who would it be? Anyway, I mean, I was going to say Kevin Spacey, but then I thought about it for a tenth of a second and I was like, I probably shouldn't say Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, probably. I probably shouldn't. You know what? I, I probably I mean, you know what, Josh, you probably shouldn't even bring him up at all on the show. Cause it's probably a bad idea. Uh, we'll cut that out. Because then we'll sure. try and make jokes about it. Well, and I mean, it'll just be bad. So just don't even uh, mention it. Like, like, mm-hmm. look. L- let Let me just say this about that. Despite the fact that he's a heinous monster, and you know, I would slap him right in his dumb idiot face if I was given the yeah. opportunity. I mean, I mean, yeah, he, he would have been better in this like, role I mean, than Nick was. It's like, because that's who he is supposed to be. He's supposed to be like Frank Underwood, I think. Ugh, he's like Frank. He's like a Frank Underwood had like clinical depression. Yeah, but Frank Underwood's like calculated yeah. and like really sinister. Like, okay, we we gotta stop talking about Kevin Spacey. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying like that character is not what Nick yeah. Cage is in this. Like, Price's whole thing is like he kind of falls yeah. into everything. He tries to do the right thing where it's like, oh, you keep trying to like protect your image what are you doing this for your image and he's like things just things just kind of happen it's like i don't know because you're a fucking politician okay then in that case kevin james okay okay just because i don't he's not in a lot of stuff and i want to make sure he's getting work yeah i mean i don't think he's funny but he seems like a nice guy (laughs) that's someone who needs to be making movies like this just to pay the bills yeah exactly positive And this, if this movie was a Happy Madison production, if this movie was, I would love to watch Happy Madison make a spotlight style political thriller. Like, holy shit! But the president can't stop farting. Oh, <laughs> well. Oh wait, I forgot. Kevin James has yeah. that Paul Blart money. He's doing fine. Yeah, dude. Like, fuck, grown ups, grown ups too. Okay, then Kevin. Okay, then Kevin she- who? Probably not. Not Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Kevin Costner, I guess. I mean, if it's got to be a Kevin. Uh, that's a... I mean, Kevin Costner would be... I think he'd play a politician yeah, and pretty I think, well. Um, he does a pretty bad accent, too, so that would fit pretty well. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize this was going to devolve into a segment where we just take shots <laughs> at fucking actors. You hear me, Kevin Costner? I'm fucking coming for you, man. 
Yeah, so Kevin Costner, you can find us on Twitter. Kevin Costner, <laughs> you remember that time um, you played Elvis in that shitty movie, 3,000 Miles to Graceland? Because I remember that. Do you guys remember that movie? Do you guys remember that movie where Kurt Russell and Kevin Costner played Elvis and robbed a bank? Do you guys remember that? Or robbed a casino? I uh, No, I never oh, watched holy it. Holy shit, it's insane. I've heard of the movie. Oh, Wait, is this related to Bubba Hotep? No, un- no, somehow unrelated to Bubba Hotep. That's shocking to me. Well, that no, one's I've about, never heard of this. That one, that one's about Elvis being like JFK. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah, and he's in like a retirement home or something. Yeah, and then there's like a Bigfoot and a mummy, like you know those things. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's mine. I'm gonna pick um, Kevin Costner or Kevin Hart. Okay. Just All right, Kevin Hart. I like that as long as it's a Kevin. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh God. Sorry. In my Googling okay. I just found a subreddit called Kevin. <laughs> and one of the top <laughs> posts which has been added to the sidebar of this is a list of famous Kevins. <laughs> like I do like for, um I do like a list of famous any Kevins, Kevins anytime, out there need a picture. To just remember that <laughs> a list of famous always Kevin's is my new Kevin band. Jonas, who is credited here as likable Jonas brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, guys. This is all I'm doing for the rest of the episode. Oh, all right. Well, um, we'll go ahead and let Josh uh, sort that subreddit, the Kevin subreddit, by top post all times. Uh, what? What? Where? Where? Where are you going with your recast on this one, Sean? Uh, curveball. I'm thinking, you know, someone from like Snow Dogs fame, Stanley Tucci. Oh, Stanley a touch Tucci of the two would actually. Be yeah, uh, maybe it's because like I've, maybe it's because I've been like really thinking about Stanley Tucci all week and I can't think of anybody else even like a someone I might you know say every time and I mean at this point I'm like contractually obligated but you know you, you know this I, I wouldn't want to do that to my boy Kurt Russell uh but I did say his name so it counts uh yeah it counts you know? Well, you don't want it to become a joyless, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. sad, like, paint-by-numbers affair like this movie. Yeah, but I think, you know, Stanley Tucci could bring some real He's drama great. to it. So I'd unleash, I'd unleash the Tooch on this. Uh, this dog yeah, turd. Let the Tooch loose. Let, the to- <laughs> let him off the leash, yeah. guys. You know... Snow let him off style. the leash. Let him sink Tooch his teeth into this angel. bone. Just let him out there. Mm-hmm. For real. Sorry, um, rule number one for the subreddit is must be Kevin related. Sorry. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? R slash Kevin? What are you doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Monstrously I'm, I'm closing the tab. I'm going to another tab. Well, no, I'm not closing it. I'm yeah, keeping it sure, open, sure, obviously, sure. but I'm going back to another tab. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's fine. Well, we 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 can wrap this up and let you have your your fun Kevin romp. Um, I mean, for my recast, I'd be more interested in reframing like everything around Nicholas Cage. Okay. Because I actually do like the idea of him being in like an Aaron Sorkin style like political yeah. drama. I think the idea of Nicolas Cage playing a senator is something that is actually pretty exciting and uh, could be really cool. Um, But that's not really how this segment works. So I guess I'll just say Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. And then (laughs) he'd probably he'd probably be he'd probably be fine. He is. Yeah, so you could pick him for any of them, honestly, and he'd be fine. Like any of the movies, just say Dermot Mulroney, and like, yeah, he'd be fine. He's just, he's, he's just, just good. He's a good. Yeah, this is like a Dermot Mulroney kind yeah. of movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think he'd handle the accent better. Oh, for sure, mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Would you guys recommend this movie to like a friend or an enemy, a political <laughs> rival? I would recommend this to an enemy for sure. <laughs> I like no, I no, don't watch this. This is not good. Like it's just such a waste of your time. If you want to watch a good like you know political movie, and it's like desperately outdated due to uh, you know people finding scandals where. You know, like, like, you know, nobody fucking quits for this shit no. anymore. Like, you know, they're just like, yeah. what of it? Or don't even like, they just say fake news anymore. So like, news. just watch in the loop. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a little different. It's a, like about, you know, British politics, but you know, fucking awesome. hilarious, really fast pace, H- hilarious. It's really like it, it doesn't bore you with like. People looking at a like a empty glass of bourbon, like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> so many oh. shots of characters desperately sipping their empty tumblers. Like, why hasn't this refilled people, on its own? People loosening just... their ties dramatically. Like, we fucking get it, dude. Yeah, is it is it because they're is it because they're stuffy? Because they're they're constantly bombarded with like reporters and people asking their like stupid questions. No. no. It's just it's just kind of right. hot in that car. <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to say no. This movie is a waste of your time. Uh, don't watch it. Go watch, like Sean said, go watch in in the loop. It's got Doctor Who being really mean. It's funny. Um, or watch watch <laughs> the yeah. one um, just... the Mark Ruffalo one that had chemicals. The chemical one that go. I haven't seen it, but it's probably good. Go watch that. It's probably better than this one. <laughs> I have no idea what it was you're about. It was about. like yeah. a year ago, two years ago. It was something with chemicals. Dow, probably. Um, and it was probably pretty good. Seemed probably probably pretty I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I, I also don't recommend this movie. I would go so far as to say that if you and a couple of your friends are thinking about making a podcast about <laughs> a beloved character actor like Nicolas Cage... <laughs> You know, and you would think you would then be contractually obligated to watch this movie. My suggestion instead might be to just skip it and see if anyone yeah. notices. Because they probably no. fucking won't. They probably yeah. wouldn't ever have noticed, mm-hmm. you guys. We could have just not done it and no one would have No ever. one's going to be I'm, like, I'm um, sorry, excuse again. me. <laughs> I, I picked it at random. I figured, fuck it. You didn't know. No, it's all right. Yeah, the runner, that's got to be fine. action. It's a, the verb is an action. It's a, the name of the movie. It sounded exciting. The poster. Like have you guys seen the poster happen. for this? Where it's him in a suit walking yeah. away from an explosion. Like it looks like a fucking action. Uh, movie. No, the poster. The poster I see is uh, it's like a small little like oil like a uh, like Deepwater Horizon like uh, oil rig like on fire and then the smoke going up. And it has Nick Cage in there in the smoke as if he's like, you know, like Tim Curry as like the pollution monster (laughs) (laughs) from Fern Gully. So I don't I don't get it. And then Washington's in the background because we all know that's pretty political. Drain the swamp. Am I right? He's got a suitcase. Probably an American flag. I just Googled. I just Googled the runner poster and uh, it's like more than half of it is Blade Runner and the Maze Runner. So I'm just gonna Also better yeah, times better. better better. Go watch better any other to watch, runner. You know? Go watch any go watch Blade Runner. Yeah, go watch Blade Runner, the final cut, not the director's cut, or the theatrical cut. Don't watch those two. Watch the watch the thir- the fourth one that they put out. Because I, I started to keep up on them, but it's like it's super remember. long. The music's a yeah. little different. It doesn't have voiceover. You'll get it. But you get the idea. It's it, there's very very little difference between any of them. <laughs> so wow. and if and if you're just trying to piss me and off, and if none of those if <laughs> none trying. of those work for you, and you're still trying to kill time, I highly recommend checking out r slash Kevin, a subreddit for quote. <laughs> Kevin's and Kevin enthusiasts. All right, that's gonna do it for us, folks. Okay. Okay. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Maybe uh, next time we'll watch something better than this. Hopefully. Remember. Uh, catch us on our socials. 
and uh, uh, more like South of cards. Remember, am I right? No discriminating <laughs> against fellow Kevin's. Yeah. Uh, oh God, damn. This it. one's for you, Kev. <laughs> yep. Oh fuck me, fuck me running. Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C Podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.